It's important to note that guidelines may vary a little based on who you talk to or what you read, but by following the ones stated, you will make sure your manuscript looks clean, easy to read, and won't get rejected because of sloppy formatting. Brian A. Clems. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hole. And I'm Lee S's. Today, we are actually answering a question from one of our listeners. His name is David. He reached out asking about formatting and technical aspects of the manuscript before you get it submitted to the contests. We have talked about formatting before, and a lot of the same things will apply to this episode. But the most important thing you need to remember is to look at the submission guidelines thoroughly. Every contest will likely have a written standard instruction for how they want your story formatted for submission. If anything we say today competes with anything they request, go with what they say. I don't want to hear anyone out there going, oh, well, Lee said to... No, do it the way they request. The information we're giving today is If they don't request something specific, here's a detail to fall back on. Some of the guidelines may seem a little bit silly, but those might actually just be there for the sole purpose of proving you read the guidelines. That's not very common, but if you don't format it the way they request, they can look at it and say they didn't read the guidelines for how this was supposed to be submitted, so I doubt they read the guidelines for the content of the story. We're just going to throw this out now. More likely, they have these specific guidelines as a reflection of how it would get produced on the other side. They don't want to have to reformat something for blog format or for magazine format. Following these guidelines makes their lives easier, which in turn might make them more inclined to pick your project over somebody else's. You also need to follow the guidelines for what qualifies you as the author to submit the story because they will throw out the story if you don't qualify for if it's a BIPOC story submission or if you are underage. There are many cases where they cannot pay you the prize money if you win because you're underage. And the last bit of the submission guidelines that you're going to need to keep an eye on before you submit is what their rules are in regards to previously published works. This includes things like other competitions, but also a story that you're really proud of that you posted on your blog. Technically, that counts as published in this case. So keeping all of that in mind is helpful when submitting. It doesn't necessarily mean that you can't submit the same story to several contests, but it does mean you have to withdraw from the other contests if you win or become a finalist and get published in this particular contest. We will talk more about that in our bonus episode coming out on the 30th, where we interview a contest judge and employee at Reedsy. So let's get into the actual formatting, the technical aspects of submitting your story. Again, these are ones to fall back on if they have not provided guidelines for you. This list originally came from a Writer's Digest article. So you don't have to just take our word for it. You can go to the landing page for this episode and that link will be provided for you. But the first thing that they mention is having it double spaced. This makes it easy to make notes on when it gets printed out. The exception 
is if it's poetry, because the visual spacing is part of how you tell the story in poetry, or script writing, because of how all of that text falls out. It should be a page a minute. Therefore, adding extra spacing or fluffing for editing is not encouraged. Everyone else, pretty much, essays and literary, spec fic, all of it, you're going to go with a double spacing. You also want to use a standard font like Courier or Times New Roman. A lot of them will want it to be in a serif font. Make sure overall that you use something that will look good and work well on the paper. And it's also important to understand that they will be reading whatever this is on a digital format different than yours. So if you find the perfect font and you download it and you put your documents in that font, the font will not travel to your contests. They might not even be able to read your story because it's going with a really funky font that it feels is the closest equivalent or it'll just not open the file. There are a lot of things that can go wrong that can turn off the people holding the competition and the judges from your manuscript if you do a wonky font. You also need to make sure that your name and your contact information is at the top of the submission email. Definitely read the guidelines, but a lot of the times the name shouldn't be included on the story itself, in the document itself, because they will be doing blind judging. But again, they will always have recommendations and guidelines for how that should go. Really, it's easy to overlook putting this information in the body of your email, but having that right up front in a place that's easy for them to find and access can make your chances of being added to the shortlist much higher because they have the information they need. They don't have to go hunt for it in this and that place. Another thing that you might see is the contest requesting an email submission instead of filling out a Google form or something else. In the case of an email submission, it's generally a good rule of thumb to put the wall of text in the email. Attachments can be misinterpreted by machines on either side. Other contestants might accidentally send a virus with their submission, which can screw with the whole thing. So if they don't say send an attachment, then putting your entry in the body of the email can help make sure that the story gets across to the other side. This is something a little bit more technical, but you'll want to try to avoid using smart quotes, which are the curly quote marks at either end of the sentence. You'll want them to be just the standard straight quotes, which you can turn off that function in most of your writing programs. Another note about formatting, if they're asking for your submission via a Google form or something like that, when you're copying and pasting from your original, Control-Shift-V instead of Control-V will copy your text in the new formatting that they are wanting. That will send your story in the format they want instead of the format that you initially had. Generally, doesn't do any harm to do that way if you're copying and pasting. Also keep in mind that any bold or italics or other formatting often won't come through, especially when you do paste it into an email. So avoid those as much as possible. In general, we've told you before that you want to avoid those anyway and work on the emphasis and other things through your writing and in your word choice. 
in short story submissions especially that is an important thing to consider is that the formatting won't always carry over there's an interesting tool that I'm seeing pop up more and more in the last few years for these types of competitions, and I'm seeing it mostly in the academic realms, but I'm seeing it pop up in other competitions as well. And that tool is Submittable. It's a website where you can upload your story and they force you to do it in a certain type of formatting that everyone else will enjoy. Creating the account to submit is free. I believe they charge the people holding the contests on the other side in order to make their money and be a viable business. So Submittable has forms that you fill out. It's easy for basically anyone holding a competition to have a Google form. Submittable is nice because you can upload one story and then submit it to three different contests if you want to. They do a lot of that churning through the formatting machine for you so that the people on the other side can just look at your story for what it is instead of having to look past any formatting errors. Again, not every competition has this as a viable path to take, but it's something to look into. Overall, when you are putting together your story for submission, it is about presenting it professionally to the contest judges, making sure that it fits a good standard that is easy for them to read and consume when they are also reading and consuming a lot of other stories. You don't want to make it stand out visually. Make the story stand out instead. Looking good means following their rules, but that doesn't mean that when you're putting the story together that you don't write selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. 